Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we interview marathon swimmers from all walks of life to get perspective on how to endure, adapt, and overcome the challenges we face swimming and in life. I'm Shannon Keegan, marathon swimmer, wife, mom, and swim efficiency coach at Intrepid Water, where we seek to empower individuals to become comfortable and confident in the water so they can start swimming places. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. All right. Welcome back. All right. Let's chat with Kelly. Kelly, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, hi, I'm Kelly. I'm a swimmer. <laughs> you uh, yeah, place. Place. <laughs> I, I Not you're started, in the wrong place. What'd you say, John? I said, if not, you're in the wrong place. Oh, I thought this was the Swimmers, the swimmers Anonymous. So. <laughs> basically what we're doing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I started swimming. I was eight years old. Um, I actually had taken a diving class, and I was coming out of the pool one day, and my mom went to high school with the swim coach, and he was like, what are you doing here? And um, he's like, you're not going to be a diver. You're going to be a swimmer. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I tried the swim team. I was really bad. Um, my, my, that same swim coach actually signed my high school yearbook with, uh, cheers to the least talented swimmer I've ever coached. Um, That's horrifying. Um, No, that's, that's Rob. We know him. (laughs) Yeah. John, John. Yeah. He's, he's, he's still, uh, coaches them. He's still around. Like he has that, he has a very great sense of humor, but also, I mean, he meant it. Um, I was, I had to work for every, um, bit of technique that I have still, um, like it was, I was not, not, I had no natural ability in the water. I was basically just floundering about. Um, but I did, yeah, so I, I swam, um, I have an echo. I'm trying that now. All right. I think that's better. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I swam age group. I swam in high school. I actually did swim in college. Um, I was never the fastest, but I always had a really good time. Well, you um, swam in college. Shut up. No, I did, but I mean, it was actually. <laughs> if you swam in college, you're fast. In swimming in college for me was actually more of a time management um, mm-hmm. thing. I mean, it was a really small Division three school. We always came in last place at championships, but like I said, you know, we had a really good time. Um, it was more about um, for me, just like you know, okay, I have to be at some practice from this time of day. Therefore, I need to plan all of my other life around that. And it really forced me into some, it gave me all of the time management skills that I sometimes still have today, um, <laughs> which was good. Um, so then I, I, you know, I'd been swimming and training and competing for, at that point, what, like 15 years. And I graduated college and I was kind of burnt out of the concept of swimming in the pool. Um, I had been coaching some triathletes. Uh, there was a, a woman's triathlon down in New Jersey where I was in school that all these triathletes were coming to the pool being like, hey, we can't swim teach us to swim so we can do this triathlon. So I did um, to make some beer money. And uh, they were like, hey, you can already do the hardest part of that. You used to do a triathlon. And I was like, the hardest part is the running. <laughs> and they yeah. thought it was crazy, but they talked me into it. 
So I did a triathlon, um, which led to a few more. Um, so I did triathlons for about five years. Um, I did one Ironman in 2012, um, mm -hmm. and then I pretty wow. much retired from running because I still hated it. Um, <laughs> you know, like when I was learning how to swim, it felt like I was making progress, but then I tried to teach myself to run better and I still just hated it and it was giving me no enjoyment. So I just quit, but that got me into open water swimming. Um, so I was just, you know, doing a little bit of training for that. Um, I actually, once I quit running, had moved to Massachusetts and I fell in with, fell in with the wrong crowd of <laughs> Elaine and Greg, uh, Greg O'Connor, um, who actually, I mean, that's, 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 I know that one of the other questions is why do I do marathon swims? But like, number one is really the community. Um, and you know, I, I, I moved down here and found this, this group of people that now includes, you know, Chris Graves is here. Um, you know, I was swimming with John Gale up in Maine. I mean, like we really, it really is about the people. Um, and so I, I just started doing that. So, um, my first marathon swim was Boston Light in 2014. Um, and there's actually a good story about the first time I tried to do Boston Light. I know Elaine's heard the story a million times. Um, I had right after, actually I was still in college. I emailed the former race directors and I said, hey, I was like, I see this swim, like this sounds cool. Uh, I was like, can I do this without an actual motorboat? Because I'm a poor college kid and I don't have money to pay a pilot. And he was like, oh yeah, sure. He's like, nobody's ever done that, but you can just have a kayak. And so I showed up on the morning of a swim with, uh, it was my cousin's, my cousin's son's girlfriend was going to kayak for me. And the morning of the swim was 25 mile an hour sustained winds and three to five foot seas in the harbor, like in at the dock. Um, the race director says, oh, it's okay. We'll put your kayak on someone else's boat to tow it out to the start. So they put my kayak on Elaine's boat. I had never met Elaine. That was the day that I met Elaine. Um, and I thought, who is this Yahoo? How are they going to survive this? This is, this is a bad idea. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so to the start, they drop her in the water, they drop the kayaker in the water, and within a half an hour, she's drowning, and the Coast Guard boat comes along, and they're like, hey, we got to pull your kayaker. Like, I've been cheering her on. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so she's taken on water, they pull her out, they pull me out, I pouted the whole way back to Boston, and I learned Aww. that you do, so now there's actually a rule um, in the Boston Light that you have to have a motorboat, because and I'd also like to point out that that guy is no longer in charge of the event. Yes. <laughs> and it wasn't Greg, it was some other guy. And we took it over very soon after that. To be very clear, Greg would never, like Greg and Elaine would never have let that happen. Um, so that was my first foray into marathon swimming. And then, you know, like I said, I had met Elaine and Greg and, and company at that point and kind of have the role models to, to try and branch out a bit. So now, you know, I'm, I'm still relatively early in my marathon swim journey. I've taken a lot of time to observe both like in the actually observing swims, but also in the observe just how everybody else is, is doing all this. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my story. That's awesome. Where's your favorite place to swim? Pasco Bay in Maine. So I'm originally from just north of Portland. Um, so John Gale is is in he he gets to swim in my favorite place all the time. Um, my parents still live up there. Um, my mom actually grew up on one of the islands right off the coast of Portland. So I have that salt water kind of in my blood. Um, and uh, every time I go back there, uh, I call John and we go swim. And um, it's just I don't know. It's sort of like when I have oysters. 
and they're from Maine versus even like Cape Cod. It's just like it's, you eat one of those oysters and it just tastes like home. And it tastes like, <laughs> so then I get in the water and I'm just like, oh, this is, you know, this is my place. This is where I'm <clears throat> So I actually have a swim um, that's sort of like my home <clears throat> goal swim in life that I want to do that's up there. Um, I just have to get my act together and be able to leave Massachusetts again. What's that swim? Or is it secret? Top secret? It's not secret. Um, it's basically, it's like the mouth of Casco Bay. So it's, um, there's two ways I could do it. One of them is just a straight line from like the top to the bottom is about 22 miles. Um, and then there's also one way I could do it that's between two state parks, which would be like 25 because you have to go like around some little peninsulas that stick out and stuff. But um, yeah, I'd like to do it. I've been talking about it for years. So I just need to actually do it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in the right crowd, I think, to get the encouragement you need. <laughs> we just need yeah. a some kind of pandemic relief. <laughs> um, why do you swim marathons? Yeah, like I said, number one is is the people, really. Um, you know, I, I first tried it. I think there's also a healthy dose of testing my limits and trying to see what I'm capable of. Um, but I think that 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 was probably the initial thing. Like when I, in when I was in college, and I was like, hey, this seems like a fun challenge. Like that was that was it. But then like now it's now I just keep coming back for the people. Um, you know, I've been fortunate to be able to travel to a couple different events. And it's like the event is obviously the big draw. But also there's just such such an event around it, just like, you know, going up to Kingdom Swim and doing one of those long swims, but also then like the party on the beach afterwards. Um, and like going out to Mercer Islands, like the dinner the night before and like meeting new people like this only in person. Um, and you know, bonding over that experience, I think is is really one of the the other big draws for me yeah cool. and that's not unique to marathons I mean but like these are the I don't know like there's there's a certain mindset that we all share because of this really weird sport that is yeah yeah exactly we all get each other like but I do I, li I like to see <clears throat> how far can I go mm -hmm. and I think that's it's very very simple but it's how far can uh, I go some people I'm happy when I'm swimming so it's like if I can swim for longer then I'll be happier right <laughs> yeah that's how that works. Awesome. How do you describe the feeling of completing a marathon swim? You know, it's it's funny because like there's always a little bit of sadness because I'm like, oh, now it's over. And like, now I have to stop swimming. Mm -hmm. um, but also it's like, I feel like finishing is still just a small part of the whole bit, right? Because like there's all of the training and then like the whole time that you're swimming and then it's just like the finish is, it's, I don't really have, there, there's not really a feeling of relief. It's more just like, oh, it's over. And then immediately for me, it switches to, okay, what's next? <laughs> so like, it's, it's a good feeling, but it's like, all right, it's just part of the, the process of, you know, we did it. Take a moment to celebrate, have a nap, have a beer, <laughs> move on to the next one. What's next? In which order? <laughs> have a beer and then have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that. <laughs> Awesome. Um, <clears throat> what's your favorite event that you've participated in? Oh, see, that one's hard. I know. It's so hard, but we all learned. Oh, that's, that's always, that's always. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed, oh man, yeah, like I've gone back and forth on what my answer was this, to this was going to be. I'll give you two or three. It's okay. Yeah, I know. Well, so I've, I've only actually done, like, I've only actually done, like, a handful of marathon swims, so, like, there's not that many. <laughs> um, 
I guess, I guess Boston Light is probably a favorite just because of the personal history that I have with it. I mean, like that, that epic failure, uh, <laughs> the first year, and that was, that was just me not knowing what I was doing. Um, but then I, I did go back and, and complete it in 2014. And now, you know, I'm, I'm helping out Greg and Elaine, well, helping out Elaine now um, in, in the organization of the event. But then last year, I did a double of Boston Light. So you start on the beach in South Boston and you swim out to the lighthouse and basically tag it and turn around and, and go back. And that was, that might have been one of my favorites. It was, um, I actually had, I had actually wanted to do a cold, like a really cold swim. Like I wanted to push the limits of how far can I swim when it's really cold. And so I chose to do the double in June thinking June in Boston Harbor, it's going to be really cold, right? Like I wanted something in North Channel range temperatures. Um, and then we had a heat wave and I showed up and the water was like 60. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, this is going to be fun. And so I'm like, I'm swimming. And Greg O'Connor was my observer and we're swimming along. And at one point I was like, Greg, you told me this would be a cold swim. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it definitely wasn't. I mean, but I think it was one of my favorites. I did learn a lot that day. I actually, that was one of those days, you know, when you get in the water and you just feel like crap. And like, it's nothing particular that you've done. It's nothing, you know, it could have, it, it just, you just feel bad. Like it happens in practice. It happens in training swims. It happened that day when I was going to swim 16 miles. Um, and so that was a challenge um, just to like mentally tell my body to shut up and keep swimming. Uh, I was still having fun, uh, but it was like, I learned what it was like to kind of deal with that because previously I had just kind of had relatively good news. I don't know, like that's yeah, yeah. not very eloquent way of phrasing it, but um, so I, I guess that was, that was fun. Um, I liked getting out at the lighthouse and celebrating and realizing <laughs> I had to swim all the way back. So. <laughs> That's probably my favorite. That's awesome. Uh, what's the swim that you're most proud of? Oh. Um, I think the, I did Border Buster up in Vermont um, a few years ago. John was my kayaker. He listened to me swear a lot. Um, that was a really big increase in distance that I had done. Um, so before that, I had done Boston Light, which is eight miles on a tide, right? So you're, you're propelled for half of that. Um, and I had done 10 miles from the suck, which was on a current, um, you know, also not really under your own power. And then I decided to sign up for Border Buster. Um, and I, you know, I, I sent Phil the, the, the registration and I put in for my qualifying swim. I was like, oh, I did 10 miles because you have to do 10 miles to qualify. I was like, I did swim the suck. And he was like, that's not really 10 miles. <laughs> He's like, do a 10 mile unassisted swim. And I was like, or like on current assisted swim. So I, um, I went down to the harbor in Boston and tried to do a 10 mile swim one day, but a ship bilged in the harbor. And so I'm swimming along and all of a sudden I've got all this nasty, like gross stuff that I'm swimming through. So I bailed at six miles and I emailed him and I was like, Phil, I was like, I, I didn't do the 10 miles. I was like, but I'm going to do this. And um, I showed up and I started swimming and I um, started hurting eventually. And I learned what it was like to kind of cross that barrier. Um, I probably hadn't trained properly, um, but I powered through. And I did it. I got out of the water. I claimed I was never swimming again, <laughs> which lasted maybe, you know, 18 hours. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I think for me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of getting through it. Um, and, and yeah. The water was really hot that day. 
It was. It was a very warm day, which I, I don't remember, do very well with warmth. I remember seeing Devin get done and it's like, oh my God, death warmed over. Yeah, she had a really soft day because I think both of her shoulders were blown out at that point. And she was overheated. It was, yeah. it was a really warm day. Yeah. What was the temperature? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I just remember it was warm. Uh -oh, okay. I have it at 73, but I think it was 75 or higher. Wow. John was in the kayak. He got sunburnt to a crisp that day. Oh. Yeah, I, um, I wasn't quite good enough with sunblock after a while. <laughs> That's the hard, the hard. The people above the water are the hardest job. Yep. <laughs> Kelly, are you a process or an outcome person? I'm definitely a process person. Um, I'm a scientist in my day job. Um, and so I, I really do not only take pleasure in the process, but like I really tend to <laughs> everything. Yeah, I, I just process everything in a very um, analytical way. Um, I think, which is interesting because I think I, I have over time, I think that's become more true. Um, I don't, I don't not plan for the outcome, but it's sort of like, I think when I was, like when I was younger, when I was younger, um, I used to just show up at events, like and I, I hadn't trained well, especially in that period between like after college and before I actually started liking the pool again. Um, <laughs> I would just show up and do it because like I wanted to do it and I wanted to be, I wanted to be done and say, hey, I did this thing. But now it's like, I really do take pleasure in the act of training and the, the process to, to get to a goal. So, um, yep. Cool. How do you adapt to changing conditions? Um, it's funny because I told my husband about this question and, and he kind of snorted. Um, <laughs> I, I, I go back and forth between like OCD bits and also loving change. Um, and I think the way that I figured it out is that I, the little things that I can control in my daily life, I love to be constant so that I'm ready for like bigger changes and like whatever comes next. And I love, like, I mean, I was supposed to do In Search of Membrae this summer, um, which would be another step up in distance for me. And I was really excited about it. But like, I had been tossing the idea around for a few years. And then I woke up one Friday morning and I went to the pool and I did a workout and I came home and I emailed Bill and I signed up. It was like, I hadn't woken up that morning thinking about it. I hadn't given it serious thought in the past month whatever like I just it was one day in January I woke up and I said today I'm signing up for a swim and so like that kind of stuff I, I really do like you know that's not necessarily changed so much but it's just like in terms of, of dealing with that um yeah I guess I like I, I I focus on the things I can control so that when the things I can't control come along I just I just roll with it I don't stress <laughs> out too much over anything which can be bad but <laughs> In general, I just, I just, I just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you handle hard, hard situations? I, again, I, it goes back to the process bit. I tend to process everything very analytically. And I think that can be helpful. Um, honestly, when things get hard, I swim, which is why I know that that's, that's true for a lot of us. I think that swimming is our mental health. And that's why being cut off from the water is, is more stressful than average. Um, you know, I do use it as a stress release mechanism. <laughs> Um, I do use it as, you know, take out some frustration, probably done my fastest hundreds when something's gone wrong and you just, yeah, you know, um, yeah, so I, I, I do, I do use swimming as a coping mechanism. I think 
that's fair. Um, but I do also try to maintain um, a sense of scale and try not to let the little things get too too much in my brain and just keep having fun, even mm -hmm. when things are hard. I don't know. That's <laughs> you make it sound so easy. <laughs> I, I know, and it's not right. Like it, it's not easy, but I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, like we gotta get we gotta get through this stuff and. Um, I reach out to other people. I'm, I'm an extrovert. I don't know if you can figure that out. Um, so I, I reach out to other people and try to power through. <laughs> um, what's the worst part of the uh, shelter in place or quarantine or whatever it is in your state? Um, the worst part is the people that keep dying. Um, I think that it's like that seems obvious, but it's like I know too many people who have lost aunts and uncles. I know too many people who have parents and long-term care facilities that don't know what's going on and can't be visited. I know my undergraduate research advisor passed away. Um, you know, I know a, a few of us that knew Mindy. You know, we lost Mindy. Like that's that's the worst part. Is 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 this? It, it's real, right? <laughs> right, like. And normally we would be gathering, right, to honor these people. And normally we would be together and that's something we can't do. Um, so that's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's definitely the hardest part. Um, and, you know, like I said, as an extrovert, I thrive on being around other people. And even like my coworkers, I think are sick of me just like popping into Zoom meetings being like, hey, like, what's up? It's, it's, um, my poor husband has to deal with this all the time. Um, I think, you know, it, it'd be easy to say the worst part is, is not swimming, but really that's not true. Um, I think, you know, we'll, we'll get back to the water. It's just, yeah, I just want everybody to be healthy again. Good wish. Yeah. Sorry, that was a total downer answer, but that's the truth. No, thank, you for, thank you for your being real, for sure. <clears throat> Very good answer. Yeah. What motivates you to keep going, Kelly? Whatever's next. Like I said, you know, I, I get out of a swim and I'm like, okay, now, like now, the next thing. Um, and, and I really think that that does motivate me to keep going. I think it does, again, like the, the mental health stress release mechanism aspect of it too. Like that, that feeling, like it's, it's great. Um, I, I thrive on that feeling. Uh, but, you know, it's just, I think there are, I love being able to use swimming to travel um, and, and I like using it as, a, as an excuse to travel and I'm fortunate to be able to do some of that um, in terms of, you know, like my, my job allows it um, and I mean now obviously nobody allows it but um, I have, you know, the, like, basically just, just trying to explore via swimming um, that also motivates me to keep going because there's plenty of places I haven't swum yet and I'd like to swim in different places like Montana and yeah. <laughs> San Francisco, never swim there. Yeah, so yeah, that keeps me going. Yeah, awesome. Uh, what advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer? Find these people. I think that, I think that the, like, like I, like I said earlier, I've been really fortunate to, you know, hang out with some really experienced people, um, a really great insight and we all do, approach it a little bit differently 
right? Like, I mean, that's actually, I've really enjoyed hearing other people's perspectives um, on how, how we approach it and how we handle it and how we go on with swimming um, and what swimming means to people is different. And for the marathon aspect, I mean, there's so much knowledge here um, and you can learn so much by, by just talking to people and, and, and picking people's brains. Also um, volunteer um, because I, over the years I've crewed a lot of different places, a lot of different um, roles I've observed, I've been crew. Um, I've done, you know, like I crewed first season night, I crewed the English channel and I crewed 20 bridges. So like I've seen those things now and like I can actually visualize them and, and I just, you know, of course then I have to actually pull the trigger and just sign up for some of this stuff, which has been the part that I haven't done yet. Um, but like seeing those things, I, I crewed for Caroline Block across um, Lake Cayuga in, in upstate New York. So that was overnight. Um, you know, you learn a lot about watching people um, and, and seeing how, how things can go well and how things can go sideways. And Greg O'Connor's adventure on Lake George, that, uh, that ill-fated event, that was a whole other learning experience, you know. So you, you learn things a lot by, by also volunteering. And, and plus, the sport can't go on without people enabling us. Um, I'm a huge enabler also. So if anybody has any bad ideas that they need a push to, to, um, to pull the trigger, come to me. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah, so you, you learn a lot of things. Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, who should be a future guest on Marathon Swims? Oh, yeah, that's also a tough one. Did, did we get Greg? Did he? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking out in June already, but I, I will um, start start now. <laughs> okay, great. I think, I think Greg would be a great person to hear from. Um, I can't remember. I'm, I bet Elaine probably threw his name out there. I forgot. Yeah. Right. Anyone else? Um... If you want the perspective of somebody who has given up their wetsuit and <laughs> been doing marathon swims, John Gale is actually a really good person. Yeah, that's my back burner. Yeah. All right. John Gale is a good one. Because that's a, like that's that's a good perspective that you know people people who are hesitant to give up their wetsuits would would uh, would benefit from from him. Well, there was some enabling going on. It was me. It was yeah. me. <laughs> I shamed him out of that wetsuit. Them. Any other questions for Kelly? Here, quick, everyone, do a smile and wave for the for the for the screenshot picture. <laughs> hey Kelly, oh, you, you the, went to uh, China in the ice swimming thing in China. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So yeah. So I also do I do cold water swimming and ice swimming, winter swimming. Um, I did go to China with the IWSA a couple years ago. So I've actually um, I majored in Chinese in college. So I had been over there a couple times before. So I jumped at the chance to go over. Um, it was 2018 in January, um, and so there was a, a big open water uh, not open water, but they build a pool into it um, ice swimming competition there, um, and the, there was a group of about 15 of us that were not. Uh, Chinese, and then this sea of like 700 Chinese competitors. Um, so they're, they're, they actually did have an open water event that was a 300 meter swim across this lake in Jinan. And uh, it was super cool. I mean, like the air quality there is, is not great. Um, but like the, the view from that water was super awesome. The water was like, I think it was like maybe 46 um, at, the, at that time. Um, but it was, it was super great. I, if you get a chance to travel to any of their events, um, I also went to Slovenia this year, um, to bled and that was great. Um, but the, the trip to China is, is fantastic and they do actually pay a lot of the expenses. You just have to get there, um, which is not cheap. Um, 
but it's a fantastic experience. Very cool. That's the that's the quick version. If you have other <laughs> specific questions, just feel free to email me. It's a great show. What's your next ice swim <laughs> next year? Wow, so exciting. I don't know what the next ice swim is. I guess see what, where, how all this shakes out. There's actually um uh there's this year they did a, a cold water gala in Dublin. Um a week before they, they usually have an ice mile event um Fergal Summer, Somerville hosts that um I've been to before. But they did a cold water gala of short distance events the week before. So I'd like to go over there and spend the whole week and just do the gala one weekend and the mile the next and hang out in Dublin forever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well awesome. Thank you for your time everybody today. Um, Good to see everybody. Thank you for hosting and thank you, Kelly. Bye. Of course. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, Shannon at com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.